to I Think I Like You, a counterintuitive approach to dating and relationships in the digital age. I'm your host, Clara Archwager. I'm a coach, I'm a writer, and I specialize in helping women who are already living really rich lives. They don't view marriage as the be-all, end-all, but they do desire to co-create a life with another, deeply so. They're curious to understand why that hasn't come to fruition thus far and how they can pursue those desires more consciously. In these conversations, some with just me, some with incredible guests, and others with my dear fiance, James, will be in that vein, imbued with curiosity, nuance, and a way of looking at dating and relationships that isn't contained to such a formulaic and stifled lens. Let's go. Oh, hey, y'all. So I'm trying this new thing where I incorporate voice notes that I leave or record when I'm in the car because, so my, my stretch of office or rather the distance to my office from my house is about 25 minutes and I'm either leaving a voice note for a friend or I'm listening to a podcast or I'm listening to music, or I'm actually listening to voice notes from clients and going through those. If you work, if you work with me, you know, you often hear if I have dogs in the car, like yips in the background or when I turn my signal on and you're going to hear that here too. But I all have all these little like, and you saw it recently in the mini episode I released, but these sort of like quick spurts, if you will, right? Just a few minutes of thoughts that relate to dating and relationships that I want to share. So we're turning them into pod episodes to listen to on the go. So the one today is around where we live. I was recently getting into this with a client and it's a conversation that comes up often with people I work with where they are single and they feel, mm, it can be anything, hopeless, disappointed, frustrated. Hear that turn signal? <laughs> hopeless, disappointed, or frustrated with their dating life and very low hanging fruit for our brain is to blame the, um, nature of our lives, the status of our lives, i.e. our relationship status or lack thereof on our location. And this feels convenient and kind of comfortable because we think, well, well, it must just be statistics. It must just be the number of single men or women in a particular area for me. But the thing that I always come up against is really trying to work with someone on discerning if where they're living right now is most aligned with, I'm going to say their heart, but really like their best embodiment of self. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that by talking about my own experience with it. So I lived in New York City for the better part of a decade. And I now live upstate in the Hudson Valley in the country. But I moved up here, not just by way of the pandemic, but What's more important is that when I was still single and across the year of 2020 and into 2021, although not actually not too far into 2021, because I met my now husband in February of 2021, I was living upstate and I was dating in the city. I would, I would do day trips. I would sometimes spend the night and, um, by some like miracle, I actually never got COVID. I was either super careful or people were actually honest when they so they had tested recently and they weren't positive. But anyway, the point is, is that I was telling myself, like, I'm only going to meet someone 
in New York City. I'm only going to meet someone who is my type, the um, level of, this is going to sound bad, but it's true, level of education I've had, background, sophistication, type of life that I want. Like, I'm just not going to meet that person in the country. Not to mention that, similar to what people say, it's a much smaller population. And so for over a year, and actually, I would argue that I was also doing this before the pandemic, because I can see in hindsight, and this is where I'm going to get into like full embodiment of self and really most aligned version of self that I was doing this before the pandemic by still living in New York city. Granted, I was only there part time, but I very much had this just belief that I, I could only do the work I was doing and I could only meet someone, a potential life partner if I was in an urban environment and well, and specifically in my case in Brooklyn or Manhattan. So I was doing all that and it wasn't until January of 2021. So mind you, this was quite some time. And this is why when I work with people and they come across, like they discover something about themselves and they're like, Oh my God, how did I not see this sooner? It is so, so hard to see ourselves. And I was working with a coach during this time. I was working with a therapist, you know, it's just not all of this stuff will come to the surface, but it came more from a place in January of 2021 of like, I'm just done going down there. Like I am lying to myself that I'm going to be moving back to the city or entertaining any time of part-time life, entertaining any version of part-time life there. I want to be in the country. My, my, soul is here and that's scary and I have fears about it, but it's scarier. Not even scarier. It's harder to be out of alignment with that. And the things that I've discovered about myself by way of living in this environment. So I mean, like I'm, I'm in a car right now, like not taking public transportation, not being in super populated areas, not being in really frenetic environments where I'm like rushing from my apartment and then I'm getting on the train and then I'm getting to an office and the streets are busy and I'm grabbing my coffee. And it's, and I see all this and like, I also romanticize that time of my life. I'm very nostalgic for it. Like it was, it was wonderful. It was so fun. It was so exciting. I didn't know that the anxiety I was suffering from or the ways in which my body was out of sorts, largely my gut, um, or being impacted by the nature of my environment, which sounds really stupid in retrospect, but it, it takes time for us to see this stuff. I, you know, it's less about me finding someone here and more about, I can see the ways in which I just am a healthier and happier person in this environment. More like my body just works better. I sleep better. My gut issues, knock on wood, seem to have dissipated. I, I know it because my cycle is really regular. My meaning my period cycle, um, or my menstrual cycle rather, um, my skin is, I don't have issues that I used to have with my skin, even my weight. I just went to the doctor this week and I'm always kind of astounded at like, Oh, I thought, well, I haven't been exercising as much or, um, yeah, basically that, or it was just after Thanksgiving, but my weight just hangs in the same area that is, um, you know, I was, I was carrying another five to 10 pounds when I was in the city and I was actually more physically active than and quote unquote eating healthier. 
probably just like jamming down sweet green salads that were like filled with um, raw kale that my body wasn't processing very well. Uh, and, you know, I could step back and say all these things around how I could have changed my lifestyle there if I ever had to move back to the city or there was a reason to do so. Or let's say James got a job and he had to move there. Like I would make the adjustments that I need to. But I know being in this environment, you know, even as I'm driving right now, just the like view of the trees and I'm about to head over um, the Kingston Rankliff Bridge, which is, this, if you know the area, is this gorgeous bridge that sits about the Hudson River and you have the mountains. And now in the winter, like last year, actually, there were pictures of deer running across the river because it had frozen. Like it, it's just, it really impacts me. And it really supports me. That's what I want to say. And so I would urge you, instead of considering things statistically, and what's interesting, right, we think about New York City, like this huge city, all that stuff around, it's the worst place in the world to date. All of that is just anecdotal and narratives we attach to to try and control how we're feeling about things. But if you just go from a volume perspective, it's a large urban environment with a lot of people in their 20s and 30s and 40s. And that using that argument was not the thing that, um, brought my person into my life. And what's interesting is that I did not, like, I would say it was probably like two months that I swiped upstate. Now, granted, there were a lot of different factors in terms of the work that I'd done myself and my stage in life and all that jazz to meet someone that I so deeply connected with and am now going to share a life with. But if you find yourself stuck in this way of thinking, or even just questioning, like, am I living in the right place? And would I be better served if I'm dating to live in a different location, to take those questions off the table and consider yourself as really as an animal and note the environments and ways of life where you find yourself thriving, where you find a level of ease, where you may be sleep better or your health is better or yeah, you just kind of feel like, I mean, granted, I, I still have panic attacks. I still suffer from anxiety. Um, I still go through periods where I'm suffering from bloat or indigestion or stress. Like those things haven't left my life, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not this like huge, huge focus where I'm constantly having to go to naturopaths or doctors or figure things out. So I would look at that within yourself, consider where are the environments that I most thrive? And many people, and I've learned this by way of my work, have moved out of cities since the pandemic and are now in these environments that they love, but they fear they won't meet anyone. Maybe they're more remote, maybe they're more rural, whatever they may be. And I would just urge you again to look at it from the lens of, does this environment really serve me? Do I feel supported? Do I feel energized? Do I feel myself noticing things that bring me a lot of joy. I'll even feel it, you know, from a community perspective where, um, I'm in the grocery store and I just kind of witness this happened the other day where there was a woman checking out with her granddaughter and she seemed to know the clerk at the register. And I just, I just delight in their conversation of this being the grandmother's and granddaughter's ritual and, and the community being small enough such that, you know, there were other women working in the grocery store that were like, oh, you know, so-and-so, she's getting so big. Like, they had clearly seen her before. And not that that can't happen in a urban environment or in a particular neighborhood, because you definitely have um, elements like that 
in, well, in all New York neighborhoods. But it's just something that I noticed. And so I would consider doing the same for yourself, especially if you are questioning, am I living in the right place? And I'll even say, I spoke to a woman earlier this year that was living between, she was living primarily in Miami, but she had this idea that it would be more likely for her, uh, really like a higher statistical percentage, um, for her to uh, meet someone in New York. And so she actually went back to New York for a period and tried and was unsuccessful, meaning that I think she went back for four weeks or six weeks or something like that. And she didn't meet anyone. And, you know, it became this question of how, how do you, like, what drew you to Miami? How does that environment serve you? What do you love about literally the the landscape, the landscape of what surrounds you, how does it bring you just a great kind of joy and support? So that's just a tidbit on location and dating. I hope you all enjoyed my car ride. I'm almost to work now and I'm going to keep doing these.